Hi, I'm Janelle. And I'm Monique. And welcome to Is Marriage Worth It? We are just two single chicks, girls, women. Anything but females. Trying to figure out what marriage is like and is it worth it? I'm assuming the best place to get the answers is from married people. Maybe engaged people, newlyweds, and even other singles. Each episode, we will have a guest answering different questions we have or that you may have about marriage. Join us as we try to figure out, is marriage worth it? And if it is, I wonder if my future husband or yours is listening right now. Hi, I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And welcome back to... Is the marriage worth it? Our guest today is Miss Celester. I've known her... I'm going to just go for it and say all of my life, she's known me before I've known her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She is a member of our church and she's an active listener to our podcast and decided to take that leap of faith and be a guest on our show. So thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So to kick things off, we will ask you to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am a recent widow. My husband passed away. It'll be two years in July. Um, We were married close to 30 years, um, too much shy of 30. So I'm claiming the 30 because I I feel I earned it. (laughs) You did. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Um, Career, I am a... Human resources professional. I've been working in that field for several years. Um, my title, I guess, now is director of HR. Um, kids, I claim I, it. I claim it. It's a great title to be holding. I claim it. I claim it. You earned I'm it. Not in the I'm professional. Not in the titles, you know, I'm not in the <laughs> whatever. You know, it, it's a job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kids I have um two bonus kids I think that's the term that people use now I don't like step anything because that I don't know this just sounds negative to me so mm-hmm. I have two older children two bonus children and then one child that we had together um hobbies I like to crochet um I like to travel I like to cook Try different recipes. I like to eat, which is kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we 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 understand each other. Um, and um, I guess that's basically it. All right. That's you in a nutshell. That's all we ask for. <laughs> all right. So my first question would be. How did you guys meet? We met at work. Um, I saw him at work. I thought he was cute. I thought he was attractive. And so I just kind of started watching him, how he was moving around, who he hung out with. Um, And I was actually the one who... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> asked him out on the date. Wait, what? <laughs> I love a progressive woman. 
<laughs> yeah, I had gotten some free tickets to a Bulls game and I'm an avid sports fan. Yes. And so I'm like, hmm, you know, whoever I get involved with has to like sports. So, <laughs> so um, I had asked a friend of his who also worked at the same place, you know, did he like sports or, you know. Was he dating anybody, you know, trying to find out some background information on him first? <laughs> you were doing yes. your research. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, he's cool. Ask him out, whatever. So I had these tickets. And so, you know, by that time, we were like, probably like had started speaking. We would mm-hmm. see each other around the complex and stuff like that. and so. We like little chit chat, talk, you know, whatever. And so I went for it. You know, I said, hey, I got these Bulls tickets. Would you like to go to the game with me? <laughs> but you going for it, you realize like I was thinking, oh, hey, do you want to go to dinner or something? You asked this man out to a Bulls game. Like that's <laughs> that's something big. <laughs> but it's also super smart because it's like you have something you guys can focus on. Because dinner requires a lot of conversation. But a Bulls game, you can be like, we're watching the game. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have to talk too much. It's an agreed upon it. I like this. No, I like this idea a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know how many free tickets I will be receiving, but that is a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right. And enough that to ask. The, time, the Bulls weren't that great of a team. <laughs> Kind of like now, <laughs> the tickets were like probably super cheap. That was before Michael Jordan blew up. He was like a rookie at the time. So, you know, they were like vacant. But you get to say that you saw rookie Bulls Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's another podcast, but I'm also super jealous of this. So how did that date go? It went pretty good. It went really well. And um, from there, we, you know, kept talking and um, went out on some other dates, you know, initiated by him by that time. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of, you know, developed a friendship, Mm -hmm. you know, from there. And um, yeah, the rest of the history, I guess. But (laughs) so when did you know things were starting to get? Um, I was trying to think back on that. It's been quite a while. Um, I think by that time we had been dating officially probably close to two years. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting no younger. <laughs> get close to 30. <laughs> what what's going on here? Are we like gonna go to the next step, the next level, or what? If not, then you know, let me go my way, you go your way, and <laughs> you know, so I think after about two years, close to two years of dating. Huh. So from your answer, it kind of seems like marriage was a goal for you? I would say yes and no. I say no because I was never the type of person that sat around and said, oh, I'm going to have 12 bridesmaids and my colors are blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And 
I want to get married here. Like I have a cousin that I grew up with and, you know, we were kids. She had a whole wedding planned out. (laughs) (laughs) I was not like that. So that's why I say no. But I say yes, because, you know, I was older now and, you know, I finished college, had a job, blah, blah, blah. What's the next step? A lot of my friends had gotten married. I was in a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of bridesmaid dresses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, what's the next step for me? You know, so after we had been dating for a while, I'm like, okay, well, I think, you know, either the next step is marriage or if you don't feel that way, then, you know, let's just happily part our separate ways and you know, find somebody that does feel the same way. So after that talk, I guess he buckled down and he eventually asked. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember how that happened? Was it a surprise? Were you just like ready for it? Um, we, then we started, I guess, talking about it. That was going to be the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, he did want to get married. We just didn't know when or how it was going to happen. Um, so I felt like it was coming, you know, that was going to be the next step. I just didn't know when he was going to ask or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a surprise when it happened, but I, I saw it coming. Yeah. I saw it coming. So it was a proposal. (laughs) well I found out afterwards that he had talked to my father beforehand and you know got his blessing or whatever and so we went to the forest preserve um around here and we used to go there you know a lot of times hang out just walk and talk and picnics and he liked to fish so sometimes he would bring his fishing gear um, cause at the time my husband lived in Chicago. So he lived in Chicago okay. with his folks. I lived out here with my parents when I moved back home. And so, um, we were just out there walking and talking as usual and, you know, and he proposed and <laughs> I was shocked cause I didn't, I felt <laughs> it was coming, but I didn't know when it was coming. Right. And so, um, and he, you know, proposed and I said, yes. And, uh, yeah. Were you one of those people, because I haven't asked anybody this question. After you got um, engaged, were you one of those people that, like, called up everybody and said, he asked the question? <laughs> I was thinking the same question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I want to say... Only to a few people. Okay. Okay. Like my cousins, probably that I was real close with Mm -hmm. and my best friends, probably, but not like, you know, the mass phone tree. Everybody's (laughs) got to know. (laughs) And there was no, no social media back then. So, right. It, that is true because that's the thing now is like people get engaged and then you find out maybe like two days or three days after they like soak it in and then they post it on social media it's mm-hmm. like how do people find out back then <laughs> or two or three hours depending on the person um 
Yeah, I, I was literally sitting here thinking the same thing. I'm like, I wonder how people like spread that information. Was it like a yeah. church announcement? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of call people and then somehow, you know, word of mouth just spread. You know, if you told the right person, it, was, it got out there. <laughs> so how long was your engagement period? I'm really trying to go back now. (laughs) (laughs) We're testing your memory skills. Also, what year was this? Okay, so we got married in 1989. And I was 28. So we dated for about two years. Um, I think we were engaged like... I want to say six to nine months, just enough time to try to plan everything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, I think when he proposed, it was like in uh, late summer, early fall, because I know it was still warm outside. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was like late summer. And then we had to have time to like, plan everything, you know, get the venue, um, dresses, all that stuff. And by us both working, we were pretty much paying for everything. So mm-hmm. um, we had to have time to get our monies together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how is that planning process for you? Because you previously mentioned that you weren't one to know where you wanted, what color dresses you wanted. So how did, how did that work for you? Yeah. Well, like I said, I had been in quite a few weddings, so. <laughs> <laughs> just take from each. I just, Wisdom I of the others. Each <laughs> of my friends and what I saw them go through and um, kind of what they did. And so I um, just kind of went with my favorite color at that time was like uh mauve kind of color Mm -hmm. um so those were the girls dresses um mauve and white and then um i just kind of went with my closest friends Mm -hmm. um my best friend from high school was my matron of honor um best friend from college was my maid of honor and then um some other close friends after that for the bridal party and then for my husband he had his brother as the best man and then another close friend at the time um and then brother-in-law and some other friends were made up the groomsmen um so yeah that was it I saw quite a bit over the years from my friends getting Like, I don't want to do it June because I saw wedding cakes just flop over because oh, of the heat. No. <laughs> Due to the heat, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really care about July. So I kind of, so we went with uh, September. So we got married in September. Seasons, you know, the colors are starting to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was still rather warm out, not real hot, you know. Right. But, weather still could be nice and stuff like that. And we went back and forth about having the wedding outside or in the church. And then I was like, what if it rains? 
So I was stressing myself out about all of that. So I was just like, forget it, just have it in church. <laughs> if I ever get married, like, we're not doing it outside. I don't care. Like, it's not happening outside. I can't. <laughs> I love the idea of a small backyard wedding, though. So, like, I would love to have an outdoor small event. Yeah. That would be my favorite cousin who listens. A small event. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying (laughs) is if a bee were to fly in my face, I'm not going to be in the moment. Like I'd run away from the altar at that point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like bugs. I'm sorry. I just feel like the, I, well, I guess I can't say never because like, I'm sure there's a YouTube compilation of bugs ruining <laughs> outdoor weddings, <laughs> but it's just definitely one of those things where I'm just like, my personal experience with outdoor weddings, bugs have always divinely just not been there at the ceremony <laughs> before and after is a different conversation, but like <laughs> during it's been pretty great. Nope. So, what was your first year of marriage like? Ooh, that was uh, quite the year of adjustment because I was pretty headstrong and so was he. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, both of us, we butt heads a few times, a few times uh, because. Me being growing up basically like an only child, my siblings were way older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was like 16, I think, when I was born. So oh, wow. I really grew up like yeah. a child. Okay. So I was used to kind of get in my way <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. And um, he grew up like the middle child. So, oh. you know, so we were kind of like... I'm like, no, I said this, and that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, I want to do it this way. <laughs> so it was it was an adjustment period for sure. It was an adjustment period. Were you living on your own before you got married, or were you living with your parents? Good question. Yes. Um, after college, I moved back home. And then I took a job with a company in Northbrook, um, A.C. Nielsen. And so after I finished their training program, mm-hmm. they transferred me to New Jersey. Oh, so I moved out there. Didn't know a soul <laughs> <laughs> except for the one person that was in my training class. And she was from Chicago. So they sent both of us out there at the same time. Um, but I just knew her from. Mm-hmm. training so I really didn't know anybody um I lived out there a year by myself and um I figured if I could do that then I could make it on my own doing anything so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do that my mother was totally against it and <laughs> was crying and begging me not to go uh-huh. <laughs> my father didn't say too much <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, no, this way I know for sure. I mean, in college, I had an apartment for a couple of years, but on my own. But I just felt like I needed to mm-hmm. really get out there and just see if I could make it, you know, on my own. 
So I did that. Um, some things changed with the company. So I moved back home, but I did live out there for a year and then I moved back home. So, okay. So you had that, you had that moment to just figure out how to be by yourself. Cause I was like, I was wondering if you went like straight from your parents into moving in with your husband. So I was like, Mm-hmm. That would have been a different type of adjustment also. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's just an adjustment moving in with your husband. Right. That mm-hmm. was just different. Yeah. Right. Sharing a space. Right. Right. I'm sitting that- here trying to figure out like <laughs> share a space with somebody. <laughs> Right. You know, you get to all the little things you hear some people talk about, you know, leaving the toilet seat up or, you know, the toilet paper roll is under over, you know, it's over, <laughs> you know, all those different <laughs> type of things you don't even really think about, you know, mm-hmm. actually living with somebody, you know, the toothpaste, you squeeze it in the middle or from the bottom, you know, just <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I don't think about any of these things. <laughs> from the bottom. You squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom. Right. Because we're human beings. <laughs> Some people do it in the middle. I'm, I'm going to put myself out there and say, I just squeeze it from the middle. I just pick it up and squeeze. My bad. I mean, okay, but then when you're done, you like scoot everything to the top, right? So that... No, no. How? Okay. Um, obviously, we could never be together, and that would be the number one reason. Actually, not the fact that we're not attracted to each other, um, but you squeeze from the middle and you don't adjust. That would be our number one reason. I didn't know it was a thing. Maybe I'll start changing you. my ways. It's okay. No, do you? I just find somebody who squeezes from the middle as well. <laughs> So what was it like dating somebody who had and then marrying someone who had children prior? Was that something that you like had thought of before you met him or was it just thing that like, well, he has them. So this is my this is the story now. Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, I hadn't really thought about it before. I had friends that um, either had children prior to getting married. And so I kind of saw what they went through or I um, had, had, you know, seen what I guess some of my other friends and family members had gone through with that either had kids or got with somebody who had kids and they didn't have kids. So Mm -hmm. um, once I found, you know, once I found out as we got to know each other more and more that he had children, Two other children, then I had to ask myself that question, you know, do I want to continue this relationship? And if it goes further, you know, knowing that he has two children, how will I deal with that? Am I cool with that or or not? And so um, you know, I took a long look at myself and I figured I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I love children. And so as long as their mother was okay with it, you know, um, I was okay with it. So, but yeah, that was something I definitely had to consider. And if that was something that I could deal with, because I knew, you know, I would always, you know, have to deal with, you know, everything Mm -hmm. that goes along with that. Right. So after your first year of marriage and kind of 
figuring things out after butting heads and things. Um, <laughs> how long did it take for you guys to get into a, a rhythm of marriage? Um, hmm. That's a good question, too. I think I think after that first year, things started just kind of you just kind of get into a routine. You kind of, you know, get to know the person a little more. The other mm-hmm. sides that you didn't see when you were dating. Now you're living in that same space um, and everything. And so I probably would say, I think after the first year, I think, yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's something that kind of just uh, in the back of my mind, like when I hear people talk about marriage and stuff, I'm just like, what if I get married and then the person becomes a completely different person? I don't know how I would handle that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you you've seen, you know, all sides by that time you, Mm -hmm. you know, you get married. Hopefully there'll be no surprises, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I can deal with that. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that'd be definitely some struggles. So in your marriage, did you guys have traditional gender roles or did you guys kind of um you did your strengths, he did his strengths type of thing? I think we did our own kind of created our own paths. Um, It wasn't like, because I'm the woman, I'm doing all the cooking and the cleaning, you know, and he would do all the other like outside work or stuff like that. It was kind Mm -hmm. of almost the opposite. Um, He liked to cook. And so I was like, well, I can cook, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to do it, I'm not going to argue with you. (laughs) I will not fight. He liked to clean. So I was like, well, I know how to clean too, but uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I think after a while, we just kind of, we would do kind of like a schedule. Okay. You cook Uh these days. I'll cook these days. And then cleaning just kind of kind of fell to whoever wanted to do it at the time, I think, um, in the beginning. So um, and he was like uh, kind of organized person at, at in the beginning. Um, when I say that, like I would go do the grocery shopping. First, we went together and then it was like, no, it'd be better if I just. (laughs) (laughs) So I would bring the groceries home. He would put them up. And so when I say organized, I mean, like on the shelves, like all the green beans were over here. All the cans of corn were here. All the whatever cereal. Oh, wow. That is my dream pantry. (laughs) I can start organized and then. um as the year goes on, it just kind of clutters. <laughs> that's how I am. But that's how he would, you know, that's how it is now. But <laughs> <laughs> of like all over the place. Oh, yeah, I think it's over here. <laughs> I'm just like, cans go together, boxes go together. That's about it. <laughs> Not what type. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we kind of, 
kind of, that's how we kind of did it. Yeah. And then it worked out too, because uh, after we got married, I decided to go back to school and get my master's. So then I would work, you know, I was working full time and going to school at night. So Mm -hmm. then it really worked out well that, you know, he was doing some cooking and (laughs) because now I was in school and I had to, you know, devote my time either either classes or doing homework and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, so that really worked out well. So how long were you married before you, um, you had your child? We were married five years. Before. Was it planned that way or was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I like to plan and think I'm in charge of stuff, but uh, I find out later on that God is the one who's in charge. So right. <laughs> I, um, after I finished grad school, I was like, okay, I'm ready now. Let's start this family over here, you know? Right. And we tried for like, probably like a year, nothing. And so I was like, hmm, what's going on? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's him. And then I was thinking, well, he's already got two kids. Maybe it's me. I'm like, well, it could be him because something <laughs> could happen <laughs> in that time frame. So we went and, you know, got tested and everything. And I found out it was me. Oh. Um, I had fibroid tumors and oh. I had endometriosis. And so that was keeping me from getting pregnant. So that time, then I had surgery. Um, we tried different methods. At that time, IVF was new mm-hmm. and insurance companies weren't covering it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're talking like almost, you know, over, I don't know, our son is 27. So you're looking at probably, you know, that long, at least 28, 29 years ago. So mm-hmm. um, it was very expensive. We couldn't afford it. So we just, you know, we tried other methods. And after I think close to a year of that, still nothing, I just kind of got discouraged and just Mm kind of, like I said, kind of gave up kind of in my mind, you know. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just a miracle happened. <laughs> got pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And the same thing happened after he was born. We waited two years and started again. Found out I had the same issues. Um mm-hmm. everything came back, the endometriosis, the fibroids. I had surgery again. Um we tried a little bit, you know, for a while after that. Nothing happened. And so it just kind of took that as a sign. Well, you know, maybe that's it for us. So. Just supposed to have that special one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always thought of that. Because, um, like, unless you go in, like, you never know kind of like what your fertility journey will look like. Right. And I feel like people just kind of assume until told otherwise that they have normal fertility Mm -hmm. and like 
So I just turned 30 in February and I've literally been thinking about this since I was about 25. (laughs) Mind you, in this whole time, there's never been a serious, (laughs) not even a serious talking to stage. And I'm just like, I wonder what like that will be like for me. So I've always been open to adoption and other methods of um, family. But yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting how families are planned. Mm-hmm. So after having uh, your child, did the married life for you kind of change a little bit or was, or was it just we're married with a kid now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it changed uh, quite a bit because we went from because our older children would come every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So we went from being um you know, having kids every other weekend to now twenty a child twenty four seven, right? <laughs> and every other weekend, <laughs> so it changed uh, quite a bit. And plus, I didn't have them when they were babies; they were mm-hmm. a little older. So I think um, our oldest son was like seven, six or seven when we got married. And our daughter was like five or if he was seven, then she would have been five. So somewhere in there, four or five and six and seven. So, um, so, you know, that was different. Now I got a newborn. Mm -hmm. I got to readjust, you know, how I sleep. I got to make sure that I can like, you know, what if something happens in the middle of the night, you know, will I hear him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah Never. so you know we we had got gifted a baby monitor so you know we had that in you know both bedrooms and stuff like that and you know at first he would sleep in our room but then my husband was like no he got the <laughs> <laughs> he's got to go he gotta go eviction <laughs> notice <laughs> I'm like, no, what if something happens? What if I go here? What if he rolls over or something? Or, you know, you have all these scenarios going on in the back. And so he's like, no, you got to go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it was a, a change. And then you got to learn how to, you know, adjust. And um, the good thing was, you know, I was done with school. So mm-hmm. I did that behind me. And um, just learning how to, you know, how to be a parent now to a newborn, you know, um, and and trying to read their, you know, cries, cries, yeah, body language and stuff like that. That was a whole different, whole different uh, way of life there. I was online and I saw like somebody post this thing where it's just like when you first get married, like you guys are all about each other. And then when you have kids, the question was, do you put your kids first or do you put your spouse first? So what's that to you? Did you put your kid first? Did you guys have talks about that or did you put your spouse first? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or you can claim both. I don't know if it was equal. <laughs> I would say uh, both because, um, but I'm sure my husband would probably say I put 
the child first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's probably because, you know, I'm like, I have this helpless baby that can't do anything for itself. So, yeah, the baby kind of comes first. It was just the craziest argument that I saw people online having. So it's like, let me see what somebody would say. Because like, as your child gets older, they brought up the scenario of just like, you're in line to make make a plate. You make your husband a plate first or do you make your child a plate first? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Hmm. I'm trying to think back to those days. What did I do? I think until my kid is 10, kids' plates are being made first. Yeah, I kind of think that's what I did because, you know, that could be like a quick because you're not putting a whole lot of food on there. Right. Here you go. And then do my husband's plate. Boy, that's that's been a while. Yeah. I'm going to put the baby to sleep. Well, I can have the rest of my evening. Baby's plate comes first. If I can swing it, baby eats earlier too. (laughs) But you kind of you got to find that balance, though, Mm -hmm. because it can't be the child first. I mean, in everything, because child is going to grow up and probably move out and be on their own, and then you're both going to be looking at each other like, well, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) You live in the same house, but you don't know each other. So you got to make time for each other. You got to balance things out. Um, And it's it's just a learn. It was a learning, you know, experience. You know, you don't do it right all the time, but, you know. You You learn and grow from it. You learn and go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the best advice you've ever received about being in a relationship or being married? Best advice I think I got was communicate. Make sure you keep the lines of communication open. You're not going to always agree. And I think my aunt told me this. You're not going to always agree, but keep that communication open and be able to talk. And um, because you come from two different backgrounds, you know, you were raised a certain way, spouses raised a certain way, you've had different experiences. And so, um, you know, you got to keep that into consideration as well. Um, so I think communication was, I think, some of the best advice I got. I feel like a lot of people say communication. So I should probably start thinking about that and learning how to actually communicate with people. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at first, I, like I said, I was kind of headstrong and, you know, I would just clam up and, you know, I could hold a grudge for a good week or so and <laughs> <laughs> not speak. And, you know, like, oh, no, don't talk to me. I, <laughs> But as you know, time went on, maturity, things, you know, you learned that that's not, you know, that's not not the way to go, not the best way. (laughs) Did you ever receive any advice that may have just been just plain bad? 
Not that I can think of. Another thing I just thought about, too, that I was told, and I learned that over the years, that don't tell everybody all your business, Mm -hmm. um, especially your relatives, you know. So keep your your business to yourself (laughs) and don't, you know, tell it to even friends or family. You know, what happens should just be between you and your spouse and you work it out. Because at the end of the day, you might go tell somebody and then they're mad at your spouse and then you guys make up. But now that person <laughs> told is still <laughs> is still like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> with him. Why are you talking to her or whatever? You know, so just keep it <laughs> between you two. <laughs> yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I have some friends, past and present, who have told me things that their partners have done. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So I have a grudge against this person. And y'all have made up in the background. And you haven't told me the sweet, wonderful things that they've done. All I know is that they had the audacity to tell you you were wrong in public. And I do not agree. (laughs) So no, I, I definitely will take that one to heart in which it's like, there's a little, there are lines that you need to develop on what you can share with the outside and what keeps stays within y'all. Right. Small petty stuff can be shared, but not like big mm-hmm. stuff. Right. <laughs> so how did um, your external family play a part? Because I know you said you guys, you kept whatever between the two of you, but how did you guys incorporate your outside family into your marriage? Um. You know, we would go to different family events. Um, back then, our families were very, um, I can't think of the word, but very uh, into holidays. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, our both families, both sides celebrated the holidays. So like Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, then it wasn't, you know, trying to figure out, okay, we go here for a few hours, then drive to the city. <laughs> I, so y'all are doing both. You did yeah. both and both like on on the same every time. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That and then that got to be rather taxing. So then it was like, okay, let's do maybe one holiday with my side of the family, and then do the other holiday with your side of the family. Um, so we tried that again, you know, it's trial and error. You're just trying to trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and again, um, you know, his family embraced me just like I mean, my mother-in-law was just like another mother to me. Mm-hmm. She was just like my mom. Um, his father, you know, same way. Siblings treated me great. Um, so I, you know, it was just like an extended family type of thing. But, you know, we that. didn't have to, we did have to try to weigh things out after a while. You know, it's like, okay, do we go here? Do we go mm-hmm. there? But yeah, we were trying to do all the holidays <laughs> every time the same day, you know, trying to hang with both. <laughs> <laughs> and that has to be that has to be a transition because growing up you're used to spending the holidays with your family so when you get married you're just like right 
I got to go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) My mom called dibs on Thanksgiving. She literally cares about no other holiday. I was like, not even Christmas. She's like, no, I want Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So hopefully my future partner is like, look, mom calls dibs on Thanksgiving, but your parents can get Christmas. Right. right. So (laughs) compromise, I guess. Right, right, right. (laughs) Did your spirituality play a role in your marriage? Yes. I did um, want someone that believed in God, had a relationship with God. Um, And so that was kind of like one of the things I was looking at with my husband. Um, He grew up in a church. We both grew up in Baptist church. Mm -hmm. So and his father was his parents were very active. His father was a deacon. mother in the choir and stuff like that so we you know we would talk about our stories growing up you know being in church all day on Sunday (laughs) 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 going from here to there and then his father sang in a quartet so a lot of times they would be literally all day from (laughs) until night he said you know you go to you know church in the morning you may get some lunch and then afternoon program that lasted until at night. (laughs) 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 And so, yeah, so we had that in common. Um, And so, yeah, I I was looking for somebody that, um, that did have a, you know, relationship with the Lord. Did that influence how you um, went through tough times throughout your marriage? Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I always uh, say that I grew up (laughs) during my marriage. um, And that was maturity wise and spiritually because um, my husband had a stroke when he was the first stroke when he was 39. and that left him with um, a limp. He was still able to walk and move, talk and drive and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. he just had a a slight limp. And then at 40, he had a major stroke that Mm -hmm. left him with some, with the paralysis on his right side and affected his speech and, and all that. And at that time, our son was five. So, Oh, wow. um, that was a big, um, big change in our family, um, family dynamics, everything. Um, I had to become the sole person to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. And so if I had not had my relationship with God that I did, um, I don't know where I would be even today. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it took me through a lot. My relationship, I think, grew closer to God during that time because, you know, now I'm in a situation that I've never been in before. Mm -hmm. And how do I, how do I do this? Right. How do I um, still take care of a young child? And now my husband is down, which I depended on to do different things you know, mm-hmm. take care of different things. Um, but, you know, when you take those vows and you say, 
for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, sickness and in health, you better really know that that's what you mean when you say those vows because um, you might get tested with <laughs> some life situations that will, you know, make you say, well, hey, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did I really sign up for this or what? You know, but um, I, you know, I just said I, I stood before God and everybody and said, yes. So, OK, God, you got to help me. <laughs> you got to help me with this here. So. And he did. I like how you bring up the fact of like when people take don't take the vows lightly, like mm-hmm. that is why those vows are in place, because it's not always going to be the ups. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that I'm starting to realize that marriage isn't necessarily just all ups all the time. I've always toyed around with the idea that um because of how serious I think the vows are um, at the marriage ceremony, I'm like, I, I was like, well, do I just not say them? But would I still mean them later on if I didn't say it? So, yeah, it's a, it's definitely more than just like, oh, I get to have a sleepover with my best friend forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It could be, you know. It could be some hard times. Yeah. It could be some hard times. What if one of you lose your job and, you know, will you be able to stick by that person until they find something else? Or, you know, I had friends over the years that, you know, got divorced because the husband didn't like that the wife gained weight. And so, you know, you know they divorced. I mean, it's like... Sorry for not being 21 forever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. You know, so it's like, you know, that's, I don't know, but I just feel like you really got to take it, it, take it seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, take your vows seriously and that you mean what you say. And, you know, if the person gets sick, you know, will you be there? I had, I knew somebody else, their spouse got ill and they couldn't deal with it and they left, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's really something to think about. It's really something to think about. How did your marriage change when you became a caregiver? Ooh, well, like I said, then I became the primary person that had to kind of look out for everybody. Mm-hmm. and do everything pretty much in the house. Um, yeah, so the roles kind of shifted. I went from, oh, it was it was different. I went from like, you know, having a spouse that could get around, do things and help out and everything. And now I had to be, you know, the primary person doing everything. Mm-hmm. And so then I also, you know, had to take care of him. I had to find um, caregivers to help while I was at work, you know, to come to the house. So I had to interview people and, you know, try to set things up at home to make sure he was safe. Um, Looking out for that as well as like, 
you know, now I got to keep up with doctor appointments, therapy sessions, um, medications, making sure he's taking his meds um, like he's supposed to. Um, just a lot of things. So my roles really shifted a lot um, during those years. And it was it was different. And then when he got to where he could kind of do some things and kind of a little more when I say that mobile, as far as like we got him a motorized wheelchair. So then I wouldn't have to, you know, push him all the time. Mm -hmm. And so he became more um, mobile and able to get around more. So then I, <laughs> I had that to deal with because sometimes he would leave out of here and have a park down the street from my house and he would mm -hmm. go down to the park or go up to the gas station. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so, you know, he wanted to get out and try to get some type of normalcy back to his life as well, you know, mm -hmm. so um, I had to adjust for that. So I'm like, okay, if you're going to be doing this, you know, so I went out and bought one of those safety vests and put it on the back of the chair. So at least there was some kind of <laughs> reflection. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw I wasn't stopping them. So, you know, okay, how do I deal with this so that we both kind of feel, at least I feel, <laughs> <laughs> have some kind of peace of mind. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite the adjustment. I, I tell you, I, I couldn't have um, explained it or planned it at all um, to know what to do, how to do it. I didn't have anybody that had ever gone through it that I knew of. So mm -hmm. I was just kind of, again, trial and error and a lot of prayer and um, met people. Um, at that time, then I started like going to a support groups. So I would meet people um, that were in similar situations, but we were the youngest. You know, most people I met, you know, they were a lot older in the same situation, but, you know, we were like in our late, you know, 39, 40 years old. So, you know, it was totally different, you know, didn't mm -hmm. find too many people our age, you know, going through the same thing. So if you could tell our listeners or just even us, what is something that you need to be prepared for in marriage? Ooh, boy, y'all asking me is a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> you inspire us. <laughs> I would say, hmm, be prepared for change. Because you never know what life is going to throw you, you know. Um, again, like, you know, my husband had the strokes that left him paralyzed. I was diagnosed with cancer um, in 2011. So coming up on my 10 year uh, mark. The stuff that you don't even plan for, mm -hmm. you know, you don't you don't see that you don't foresee those type of things in your future. You think you're just going to be married and you're going to grow old together. And, you know, 
that, you know, and live life happily ever after. But, you know, job losses, um, you know, downsizing on the job, you don't see that, foresee that coming, um, you know, possibly infertility or what you're going to do with that, you know, are you open for adoption or, you know, do you just decide not to have children or, you know, Mm -hmm. so I, I guess I would say just be ready for change because you just don't know, you know, what life is going to hit you with. You know, I never thought at the age I am now that I would be a widow. You know, I just thought, you know, we would get married, we got married, grow old together. We'd be like 80, 90, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that would be it. But, you know, here I am, you know, he passed almost two years ago. So I was 58, you know, and a widow, you know. Be prepared for a change. Mm-hmm. And how you will adapt to that change. So what has life been since the passing? I don't want to say like post because like that's such a large part of your life that I just want to honor. But like, mm-hmm. how has life been different since? It has been... Um, Uh, It's been lonely. It's been um, a readjustment of trying to, I guess, basically find myself again. You know, I was so entwined with taking care of my husband and my mom. Um, After she started declining, her health started declining the past few years that, um, that's all, that's all I did, you know, was take care of others, work, caregiver, work, caregiver, you know, go to church, work, caregiver. That, that was my that was life. routine. That was my routine. Yeah. Um, for so long. So now it's like, oh, maybe I do like this or hmm, maybe I'll change the room around this way. You know, just little stuff, you, you know, just really never really think about a whole lot. Um, so I'm kind of learning myself again, um, and what I like, what I don't like. Um, yeah, but it's, it's lonely. I miss not being able to talk to him and share stuff and vent, you know, (laughs) about stuff going on, (laughs) you know, at work or whatever. Um, and he would just, you know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us and answering some of the questions that we have. But as you know, since you are a listener, we have one last question for you. And that question is, is marriage worth it? Yes, it is. Even with all the ups and downs and Um, different things that I went through with, I would say, yes, it is. And there you have it. It's so yes, it is. Well, we thank you, Miss Lester, for sharing your story of marriage with us. Um, And thank you for coming on the show and your support by listening. 
Um, if you would like to follow us, we are Marriage Worth It on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us any questions, concerns, and comments at marriageworthit at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Monique. And I'm Janelle. And this was... Is Marriage Worth It? <laughs>